Welcome to Answer the Call. I'm your host and go-to career coach, Kelsey Kemp. You're tuning into the Job Library series, which is a bingeable collection of to-the-point interviews with a vast variety of professionals to help you gain the exposure and detailed info you need to find a career path that will fit you like a glove. In this episode, you'll be hearing from Christina Raphael, an HR business partner at a large oil and gas company in Houston, Texas. Human resource management is a career path with all sorts of misconceptions <laughs> that you'll hear Christina address, and also a career path with all sorts of specialties. So I know you're going to get so much from hearing Christina break down the different paths you could pursue if you're interested in HR and what type of personality types and strengths are best suited to a career in this path and how you could get your foot in the door if you're interested in this line of work. There's so much to learn in this episode, so let's get right into my conversation with Christina Raphael. Christina, I am so excited to have you here. I feel like HR or human resource management, (laughs) whatever, Um, for the rest of this episode, let's just say HR. Um, Everyone knows what that is, but I feel like they're is a lot of common interest in the public. Like, oh, I'm a people person. I am interested in working on the people side of an organization. Um, But I'm so curious here what it's really like. So thank you so much for agreeing to come on and share your perspective. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Heck yeah, we doing it. So let's just start with a little background. When did you graduate college and what did you earn your degree in? So I graduated from college in 2016 from Texas A&M University, and my degree was in finance. Heck yeah. And then um, tell us about your post-grad journey, a little bit of that, um, because I loved the, yeah, I just thought it was so unique and fun. So anyway, uh, I'll let you take it away with that. Yes. So after I graduated with a degree in finance, I had Uh, what I usually call an accidental gap year, where I asked a lot of questions and really tried to figure out what it was that I wanted to pursue with a career because it never seemed clear to me all throughout senior year um, or all throughout college. And so part of that uh, led me to learning about a grad school for a master's in human resource management. And so I applied for that, knew that I would be doing that the following year. So I worked in Colorado Springs at a company called Excellence in Giving as a philanthropy assistant. And, um, and, and that was great to learn a lot about nonprofits and how to be strategic with the way that you uh, give money and giving generously. Um, but then I went to grad school and graduated with a master's in science and human resource management in December of 2018. So being someone who got their master's in human resource management, um, you know all about the different specialties that you could have. Can you explain and break down what the different types of HR tracks you could pursue are? Yes. So with HR, there's in general two different tracks that you can take. Um, So the first is being a specialist, and that's really digging in deep to the different areas of HR. So there's compensation, benefits, labor relations, employment law and employee relations, talent management, 
talent acquisition and recruiting, and some companies have HR analytics too. Uh, and then the other path is to go uh, an HR business partner or generalist, or uh, there's a lot of different terms for it. But when someone is an HR generalist, there there's a wide breadth of knowledge, but not as in depth as a specialist. So an HR generalist will be with a certain sector of a company with a certain employee population. Um, and then it's really about building relationships and communicating all of the different aspects of the specialists in, in serving in whatever way is needed for that population. So a generalist may help with recruiting and compensation and benefits and know some about labor relations and deal with employee relations and issues, um, all while having those specialists to work with and, and go to for their expertise, um, but often being the one that works with the supervisors or employees on an individual basis. That's so cool and really helpful to break down all these, this plethora of different branches. So tell us a little bit about what direction you chose and how long you've been in that. Yes, so I've been an HR business partner is the title of my role for uh, almost a year and a half, which it's just really flown by um, and I've really enjoyed it. And so I'm excited to be here to talk about it because it's just fun for me. Um, but I started off as an HR business partner out of grad school and what I really appreciate about HR and a lot of the companies that I was looking at is that they were rotational in nature. And so while I'm in this role now and getting some great experience in six months to a year, I might be changing roles and then I could be uh, an HR business partner for another aspect of our company and learn a different employee population that has different needs, different employee issues, different managers to work with, um, or I could be in a specialist role. So for example, I could move into compensation and then become somewhat of an expert and learn more about our compensation philosophy. And uh, there's various different projects of depth that go along with that as well. So in thinking about career progression, for the next five to 10 years, I may have a lot of different roles all at the same company and each one will develop me and make me a better HR business partner or specialist in whatever role that I'll be given. That is so cool. I can't believe that you're allowed to continue to experiment and really make sure through experience where you fit best, even over five to 10 years. That's absolutely incredible to me. And also side note, I, it's just one of my greatest privileges to talk to people that genuinely they have a smile bubble up when they talk about their job and love it as much as you do. So I, I'm just so excited for you in this. Um, it seems like your thoughtfulness and your gap year served you abundantly well. So tell us, I think this is kind of the, the juicy bit that I'm so curious about. What are the common misconceptions about working in HR? Yeah, so I think you hit on one of them right off the bat. And it was something that 
when I was asking a lot of questions about working in HR and what that was like, a lot of people told me not to go into HR just because you love people. <laughs> um, and I, I think that that's just a common misconception maybe when you're younger and thinking about what career you want to have. You think human resources and you're like, oh, I love people. I'll do that. And, and that's not that's not a bad reason to go into HR. It's still a legitimate reason. Um, but something that I've learned from working in HR and just working in, in general is that with any job, you have to work with people, uh, majority of them. Maybe there are a select few where you can work in a silo, but majority of companies want you to collaborate. You uh, have to work on a team or work with a manager. Um, and, and then as people progress in their career, managers have to work with their employees. And um, so I don't think that, that there's, it's rarely a job that you can go into where um, you wouldn't get to work with people and that wouldn't be a skill that would be relevant. Um, so yeah. just something to, to put out in front. And also with HR, that, that is a great part of it though. And it's something that I love about my job is getting to build relationships and work with people and focus on people and uh, help them in ways, any way that I can. But there's also a part of HR where I am representing the company. And so that includes knowing policies and enforcing rules and making sure that we're being compliant from a legal standpoint. And so, you know, while there are times where I may get to play the role of a counselor or a coach or a thinking partner, uh, there's also times where I do kind of have to play the bad guy for lack of a better word and uh, have courage to set boundaries and expectations and, and tell people things that they don't always want to hear. Mm, wow, what a distinction. And it's so interesting to just have this reaffirmed that loving people and wanting to work with people is vague, not distinct, and not specific to HR. You will find that in the vast majority of professions, as you stated. Um, so I'm curious to dig in a little bit more. I guess what is HR characterized by? Because you're saying, from what I'm hearing, I kind of related to this picture of HR is you getting to step into this wholesome coaching, nurturing um, development role, but you're saying uh, you also have to have a healthy level of confrontation or enforcement is sometimes a part of your role as well. Um, so what are the maybe tasks that characterize HR, if you can generalize that, because I know that with so many specialties, it might be kind of difficult to. Yes. Yeah, so I think that mostly where I'll come at with this interview is talking through it from a generalist perspective, because that's what I know and that's what I'm doing currently. Uh, I am younger in my career, and so I haven't had a specialist role yet. Um, so a big thing is building relationships with supervisors and managers in the groups that, that I support. And so in doing that, that comes into play with providing them guidance in how to coach employees or if problems rise up in their group, you know, how to, how to approach it, how to think through uh, how to have a helpful conversation 
Um, there's also, sometimes it's just listening to them and letting them talk through things and being a, a confidential place where they know that they can come and talk to us about what's going on. Um, also tasks involve, um, you know, recruiting, uh, is not, so I do recruiting on a light level. I mostly work with recruiters and help them partner with the business. And then I help create offers and look at the compensation of the area that I support and make sure that our offer is competitive and fair compared to our employee population and uh, what the market is paying someone so that we're competitive. Um, so that's one piece of it too. Uh, another task is um, there's different corporate initiatives. So we have a performance management cycle where uh, at the end of every year, uh, an employee is given their year in review and they learn about their performance. And um, so there's HR plays a big role in helping managers do that and, and the process with that. Um, and also sometimes the tasks are communicating trainings that each of the specialists make roll out an initiative for the entire company. And then as an HRBP, I'll take whatever the initiative, whatever is new that's going on and teach employees and educate them on how a system is changing or how a process is changing. Uh, another big part of my job is uh, looking at analytics. I, I don't know if it's part of my finance background or just, something about the way my brain works, but I really do enjoy analytics and Excel and, and being in employee data. And so I've created a lot of reports looking at attrition or um, looking at uh, just different facets of our employees, how long they've been in their role, when they might need to be identified for a move and just helping create resources and tools for supervisors to catch those things as well. Um, so I feel like I just rambled on quite a bit. I think no. it can just be a lot of different things. <laughs> can go on forever, but all yes. of those, it seems so neat. And uh, I think it is very attractive that, especially at a firm the size of yours, it seems like there's just this abundance of opportunity to experiment. So walk me through a typical day in the life. I know that this is very relevant to the tasks that you just listed off it might be a part of your daily life, but um, when you when do you show up to work is a lot of it, did you just hear my cat meow? He always crashes my <laughs> interviews. Oh, well. Um, but when do you walk into work? Do you spend a lot of time pounding out emails? Or are you behind a screen creating PowerPoints? Are you standing up, walking around, talking to people? or presenting or um, like typing up offers? I'm curious. And then when do you leave? <laughs> that's, yes. that's kind of the big question. When do you leave? <laughs> like what is <laughs> my balance like? So I would say most days I will get into the office between 7 and 7.30. And I like to get there earlier and then leave earlier. A lot of people like to come in later and of course leave later. Um, but for me, I like the just being in the office early there. It's usually quiet. Um, so I can kind of check emails, get caught up and prepared for the day without a lot of interruptions. Um, so 
I usually come in at seven and we'll check emails. And, um, and then when I was thinking about, you know, a typical day in the life of an HR professional, I think that this is a question I asked a lot of people when I was, uh, you know, thinking about going to grad school when I was interning. And I think it's a really hard question for people in HR to, to answer because it is so different. Um, every day looks so different. Every week looks so different because um, there's different cycles that go on. And so depending on what month it is, there may be something that is a big focus for me that is completely irrelevant or at least not at, at the top of mind six months down the road um, because of what time of year it is. Yeah. So um, anyway, so that's to say it's, it's just highly variable. But when I was thinking through an, an example of a work day, I would say I have meetings. I have different things that anchor my time throughout the day. So for example, I may come into work, I get caught up on whatever's going on, and then I'll go meet with a supervisor who needs to hire a new position. And we may talk about, you know, what they're looking for, what their timing needs to be, if they want to look internally and externally, if they want this to, uh, whatever strategy, whatever they're looking for, we'll have a conversation about it. And then I'll also build that relationship with the supervisor, uh, which is great. Um, and then I may, you know, go back to my desk and, and work on that for a while, communicate with the recruiter and make sure that everyone's on the same page for the recruiter to create the requisition. Um, and then I may go to another meeting about uh, an HR initiative that's going on and I may get trained on an update that's happening and what I need to communicate or how it's going to affect people. And then after that, I may be planning to work on, let's say, a presentation with supervisors for, uh, say, a quarterly meeting that's coming up. We usually have an HR presentation where we'll talk about anything that's relevant to them that they need to know about. And then while I'm in the middle of working on this presentation, I'll get an IM or I'll get a phone call and someone will call me inevitably needing help with an issue or having a question about their benefits or if it's something like an employee investigation that can just shift an entire day or an entire month of plans. And so that's something in being in HR is that there are, there are meetings and there are, you know, things that I have scheduled throughout the week. Um, but you never know when something is going to come up and I have to be uh, flexible and able to shift priorities, figure out what's important uh, to be able to accommodate and help people, especially if there's an urgent need to do so. Yeah. I'm starting to get a picture from your really great detailed response of what type of person might be an excellent fit for this, um, maybe along the lines of being flexible, um, attentive. Of course, those things are good no matter where you work. But what are some other qualities that you think would make someone a great fit for working in HR, but also someone that would just really enjoy it, like it goes along with their nature? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think you you hit on two um, that are, are important. I think uh, another piece is being calm under pressure, which I, that's also something that you can learn. And I think that comes with time. Um, but just 
with the nature of dealing with employees and dealing with people and, and sometimes things that can be very emotional or difficult, it's important to be calm and collected and take in information and, um, you know, respond in a way that's professional because of a given situation and whatever's going on. Uh, to that note, I also think communication skills are really important, whether it's helping build relationships, um, clearly communicating what a policy is or what an expectation is, um, lots of emails back and forth answering questions. So uh, all around just being able to articulate and uh, connect with people is, and it is an important part of HR. Mm-hmm. Um, I think um, it's also important to be confident I think I am still learning that one, but I work with a lot of managers who are my parents' age on a daily basis. I I spend more time with people um, 20 to 30 years older than me than I do with people my own age. And so that has been a huge learning opportunity for me to figure out, again, to that communication piece, how to connect with them. Uh, but also how do you be confident and represent myself well and know that even though I'm younger than them by a lot, that I have a job to do and that I'm equipped to do it. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah, um, you are. <laughs> uh. Hey there, if you're listening to this episode right now, it's probably because you're somewhere on the range of mildly curious to high-key desperate to find a career path that will be an amazing, rewarding, and exciting fit for you. If indeed you are still holding out hope that that's even possible, which I can assure you is completely possible as I've given dozens of Christians, one, a reformed view of work from mundane responsibility to actually the joyful gift that it is, two, help identifying their unique calling, and three, the help they need to practically land the job that's aligned with it. If it sounds like a dream to have a tried and true career coach come alongside you to help you confidently discern which career path you're called to pursue amidst the infinite sea of options that are so overwhelming, as well as help you nail all the practicals like networking, resumes, interviews, and negotiations to save you a load of time, stress, and dead-end job applications that are just seemingly such a common experience. They don't have to be. If any of that sounds extremely exciting, then I want to invite you to apply for my deep dive career coaching experience. Go to my website, kelseykemp.com coaching to learn more and book a free 30 minute consultation with me this week to objectively evaluate if this opportunity is the perfect fit to help you work through whatever might be holding you back so you could fulfill the vision and hopes you have for your career. I want to let you know I only work with people who are ready to go deep, do the work, and actually make a change once the path is made clear to them. So if that sounds like you, and if you're serious, and if you're ready to accelerate your path to building a meaningful and impactful career aligned with who God uniquely made you to be and what he put on your heart to do, then go to kelseykemp.com coaching to book a free consultation with me this week and learn more. Okay, now back to the episode. So give us a a quick summary of what you really love about the job and maybe what, if you could do without it, you would. 
yeah, so I would say what I really love about the job is getting to listen to employees and supervisors and I mean, again, I, I feel like I kind of sound like a broken record, but just going back to that relationship piece and building trust. And uh, I think it, it's been really neat to see over the course of a year and a half supervisors get to know me more and know that when they come to me that I'm going to, if I don't have the answer, I'm going to find it for them and I'm going to uh, do it timely and I'm going to be responsible and, um, just getting to help enable them to do their jobs better too. I mean, I know that, that HR really is a support function and I'm so great with that. I love getting to be that piece in an organization. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, and also just make employees feel heard. I know that, you know, when employees call me with questions, whether it's about their benefits or, um, I don't know, I get, I can get a lot of random calls, but just giving them the time of day and trying to put them at ease if they're concerned. And um, I really do love that part of my job. Um, It's not, it's not something that happens every moment of every day. um, But those are the moments that are, are some of the best. And, and then I would say the things that I could live without, I think speaks to you know, some of the things that come up in HR that are heavier, like employee issues and discipline. Um, Sometimes there are investigations where I have to meet with several employees to try to understand what's going on. And then sometimes that results in in ultimately impacting an employee's job, Um, whether it's coaching a manager through how to have a really difficult discussion or someone's eventual termination. And, and while I, I know that that comes with the job and it, it, it's an important piece of it, I would definitely say that that is, is one that I don't take lightly when mm-hmm. it does come up. Yeah, even though it is tough, I know, I'm so glad that people like you are in those shoes to help in that way. I have a follow-up question and hearing more about what you really love about the job it just seems like it rings so true with the very vague misconception. Um, And there's a reason why people believe it, that if I'm a people person, I would love HR. So I, I just for a bit, if you have any more thoughts on what is really the difference? Because maybe it's more task oriented. You could love people, but when you say you love working with people, is it more, collaborative on a functional team producing um like technical outputs you still have to think about the task or are you someone who loves people and you love the communication piece or um, like what are the differences that really go back to sitting with someone who's saying you know i love people so i think i should go into hr what would you uh, i guess suggest them to consider more specifically to see if they really are a fit there are a lot of jobs where you could say, I love people. So I chose to be a nurse because I get to help people in a hospital or I love people. So I decided to be a counselor and get to listen to them all day and and give them advice or help with their mental health. Or um, I I feel like there's a lot of professions where um, 
maybe that's the initial reason why someone decided to choose it. And that's, it's not a wrong, it's not wrong or bad. I think that it can be a part of why someone goes into HR. Um, but I think the caution behind it is that sometimes you're not always dealing with the happy, feel good part of people. Yeah. Um, and, and while that is something that I do genuinely love about my job, it's not all of my job. And, um, I have to, I don't know, I've learned to appreciate other parts of my job as well. From what I'm hearing, it sounds like there needs to be some considerations like, are, do you really envision being excited by being an externally facing in an externally facing role in a company, maybe working with clients and consumers or whatnot, or do you more appreciate being internally facing um, in a support role? Do you, and this so goes down to what I help people figure out as a career coach is I genuinely believe that every single person on earth, well, okay, somebody's going to come at me with an example, but everybody just wants to help others and make money doing it. But the question is, with what? You could love people, but what do you want to do? I want to care for people um, in by helping them have a healthier organizational experience. I want to help teams thrive. I want to, I have a value for um, like, making people cohesive or work together or is it I want to help people through um, client deliverables and building something and being more of a lone wolf you know all this stuff Um, so I really appreciate your thoughts on this pretty complicated question of what is HR really because it is totally valid that there are so many different specialties that it could look pretty different depending on where you're at in that whole web of opportunity Um, and what really distinguishes someone as a good fit, as someone who would be satisfied working in this role, um, beyond just likes working with people. So I really appreciate you starting to give a picture of that. Another question I've really been wanting to ask is, is it required to get a master's degree to work in HR? It is not required. I think it's helpful. It was very helpful for me, especially because I had a finance background and then besides that didn't have a lot of work experience um, outside of summer camps that I loved. Um, And so for me, deciding to switch into HR, I decided to go to grad school because I really lacked a foundation to go into the field. And so grad school really set me up well for that. It also helped with networking and um, it was, it was just a really great developmental experience for me, but it's not, it's not necessary. I think it also depends on the size of a company. I think that a lot of larger companies may be looking for someone to have their masters, but not everyone is looking to work for uh, a super large company or an oil and gas company or or whatever it may be. Uh, I think that with HR, it can. there's a lot of entry-level jobs that don't require a master's. Also, having a bachelor's in HR is great, and that's a good starting point. I think almost like any job, if you 
network with the right people and, and make connections and, and get your foot in the door. Uh, there's any work experience can be really relevant and helpful and help you bring a different perspective to the table. Um, so I think it's just with HR, you don't have to have your master's. I think it just really comes down to, to building those connections and, and with any job, having the right qualifications at the right time. Mm. Yeah, right time, right place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, you're, oh gosh, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I would be remiss not to mention the validity of the phrase, your network is your net worth. Because <laughs> um, yeah, it matters, um, not just who you already know, but, you know, gracefully doing the networking dance. Um, and last question I am going to ask is a fun bonus. So what do you feel like got you the job that you're in, whether that was um, an experience on your resume, someone in the company that you hit it off with, or a funny story in that way? Um, How do you feel like you got this job? You know, it's funny because I interned with this company first. So I think a part of me wants to reflect on my internship playing into it, but also my internship interview before I even, I guess my interview to become an intern at this company, uh, which I think also just opened up a lot of doors. Yeah. Since you like me had the experience of, getting your full-time job from an internship, I guess the better question is how do you feel like you got a foot in the door um, to get the internship, I guess, interview or you talked with somebody or maybe your resume was just the perfect fit and the applicant tracking system was just like, check, 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 hire this girl. (laughs) I would say, so, I mean, this goes back to the grad school piece for me of of it just opened a lot of doors and helped me make connections with companies that I would never have the connection with otherwise. And so when I was applying for this job, I think I did feel a bit insecure about the fact that I didn't have HR experience before this and was being interviewed several weeks, one week into grad school. So I was interviewing with, yes. So I was interviewing with companies who knew that I would have the education, but didn't yet have it. And then looking at my resume, I just, I, sometimes I just still look at the whole process and just see the Lord's presence so much in all of it um, because I felt so unqualified for everything. So I think in that process, what really helped me get the internship which resulted in the job was I did connect with the recruiters in just a way that I didn't with any other company and I think that that was a mutual they were also one that I one company that I really enjoyed out of all of them but I think that also helped me stand out to them Um, but I think in addition to that having a finance background or just a business background in general was helpful. I think it's helpful to have that perspective coming into HR and not just 
the focus on people, but also understanding that it's a part of a business and uh, a business needs to, you know, make profit and operate well. And, and that it just, I think to speak to our conversation earlier, it just is more than uh, just loving people, but there's a lot more that goes into it. Um, and then I think just expressing a willingness and openness to learn and be flexible. You know, I, I, if I had to guess, I, I would think that those are the things that stood out, but oh, sometimes <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I don't know. Sometimes I just think it, it was just such a, it's just something that I'm still so thankful for and sometimes feel really humbled that I have the job that I do with the company and the people that I work with. Uh huh, man, I'm so encouraged by that. And I just appreciate your really, I don't, I don't like to say like sweet, but it's true. You're one of the sweetest people I know. I just don't mean that to sound, um, I don't know, sometimes it has a connotation, but you're one of the most sweet, humble spirits that I've met. And I just so appreciate that you see the reality of it, that you look at your path and you say, man, God is good. Um, and ultimately we could apply all the strategy in the world and try to take every single bit of this piece of our lives in our own hands. But um, God is so good to open doors um, and to lead you through the ones that he knows will be the most fruitful. Um, of course, you did your part in being faithful praying, seeking, asking, knocking, learning, growing, signing up for the programs, talking to people. <laughs> but I so appreciate um, that you still give it up to God, as I do as well. I just cannot believe <laughs> uh, my own path all the same. So, Christina, I can't tell you how much I have appreciated this conversation and really can't wait for the listeners to tune in and hear more about what it's like to work in HR. Thank you, Kelsey. And thanks for providing this sort of resource and podcast. I think that so many people are going to benefit from hearing this. I, not necessarily this one, um, but just oh, come on. I know that when I was really thinking about a career, something like this would have, would have been so helpful and incredible. And so I think it's awesome that you're, you're putting this out there and asking hard questions that people want to know the answers to so kind in a, in a way with such grace I don't know I just yeah very much admire all of this oh my goodness Christina I am blushing it might be because I have COVID but we don't know that yet <laughs> um, most likely it's just because of your incredibly kind words <laughs> If anything about the career path featured in this episode piqued your interest, don't stop here. Take what you've learned, critically examine any follow-up questions you might have, and network to your heart's content to get the answers that you'd like, as well as make meaningful contacts with professionals in that industry that might be able to help you get your foot in the door. If you have a friend who would love all the detailed insider info shared in this episode, don't forget to pass this episode along to them so we could create a network of people who are empowered with the information they need to confidently make satisfying career decisions that allow them to serve in the station in society they were meant for. 
thank you to everyone who has supported this labor of love known as the job library by leaving a rating and a written review of this podcast. It sincerely makes all the difference to a budding podcast like this one. If you'd like to support the show, just join in by tapping the stars to leave a really quick rating and better yet, write a few words to leave a written review and subscribe. I hope you enjoy the other Benchable episodes now available to you in the Job Library series and tune in next Tuesday for a fresh batch of interviews with professionals in fascinating, unique, and influential positions. See you soon.